Good succession has no age limit. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn FamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're continuing on our life raft, and on this volume, we are looking at succession, youthful succession, and the principal is Clement Picho. We've explained that, well, introduced it a little bit earlier. The last, in the last podcast, we went through some bad examples of succession. And now we're going on to great examples of succession in the Bible, Messianic succession, which is where people represent the image and identity of our Father, the Creator Yahweh. Thank you for being present. In my research, there are fewer stories of good successes in the Bible. Example, we have King Josiah, King David, and a lady called Sister Amy Semple McPherson, and of course, King Jesus Christ of Nazareth. These are at least four examples of good successes. A number of them are in the Bible and one is more contemporary or recent. We leave you to research the lives of King David and Sister Amy Semple McPherson for yourself to see how they were good successors of Christ and to explore the lives and today we explore the lives of Josiah and Christ well, between today and an upcoming, upcoming podcast. For those interested in the life of Sister Amy Semple McPherson, she is the founder of the Foursquare Church. There is a great online autobiography PDF called This Is That, which I highly recommend. Sister Amy fulfilled the calling on her mom's life and the Foursquare Church was born out of her Clement Peacher principle, out of her execution of the Clement Peacher principle. Now, in 2 Kings 22, the nation of Judah falls into idolatry and an eight and an eight-year-old king josiah is reintroduced to the hebrew spiritual law book called the torah king josiah is so convicted of the loss of national pedigree that he orders the priests he orders the priests to find out what must be done for judah to return to righteousness a prophetess called hulda is consulted who prophesies salvation if eight-year-old Josiah repents and obeys the Torah. 2 Kings 23 documents the acts of repentance from idolatry done by this eight-year-old King Josiah. One important thing King Josiah does is to study the word of God, the Torah. As youths, eternal success is found in God's word. That is our eternal Xbox and PlayStation 2. God's will is also engrafted or conjoined in his word and no son can succeed his father without knowing what his father's will or business or legacy is. King Josiah implements 2 Timothy 3 verse 15 and through his intimacy with the word of God was able to apply the knowledge of salvation, knowledge of God unto salvation and not only save himself but rescue the nation of Judah. Now fast forward to the greatest successor of all time in the future scripture tract. This story, and this is in St. Luke 2, this story of young Jesus is to my knowledge the only speaking role recorded in official scripture 
for Jesus prior to his three and a half year nuclear supernova display of a man living in God's image and pedigree. The backdrop for Luke 2 is probably a busy Jerusalem town with lots of people and chaos and confusion associated with the major Hebrew holiday Passover. This popular holiday is a celebration of the Hebrew or Hebraic defeat of a past world superpower Egypt through miracles and wondrous signs from Yahweh Elohim that destroyed that empire and resulted in the release of a wealthy set of former slaves. St. Luke 2 verses 1 to 7 describes Jesus' birth with a notable impression for me being the humility of the God of creation to endure the unsanitary conditions of his birth into an unwelcoming and, self and selfish human race that he originally created to be his purebred thoroughbred family to worship him only. Luke 2 verses 8 to 20 describe how, how heaven revealed the angelic host, not to the proud and religious folks, but to the humble shepherds. The shepherds then became some of the first worshippers of the Christ child and left their workplace to find Christ. We know that the shepherds were probably Jews and would not be working on the Sabbath weekend, so they were not too busy to worship during the work week. And we'll take a break and continue right after this. Join the Family Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset in our Messianic Mentorship programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly, with personal sessions $100 for individuals and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamityFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave. Continuing on our tour of the Life Raft series on the youthful succession, the Clement Peter Principle. Thank you for being present. We ended the previous segment going through some of the background to Luke 2 and exploring the life of Christ as a youth. The only, what I think is the only speaking, speaking script we see of, scribe, of Christ or record of him before his adult life. So we ended saying that the shepherds were not too busy to worship during the work week. St. Luke 2 verses 21 to 24 details how Christ's parents ensured he was schooled in the spiritual practices that would assist him to become a good successor. Luke 2 25 to 38 shows that his parents, Christ's parents, respected the interaction between their son and the elders as elderly people, namely Simeon and Anna, got to see the Christ child. Sometimes parents disregard the elders and think they have very little to offer their children. However, these elders were valuable as they were holding on to a promise of hope in the next generation. Are parents now shaping successors that show any hope to the elders around them? On another note, let's also see the purpose that our elders seek many times in our youth. 
Our elders seek value and worth many times in what they can do for the next generation. Luke 2 verses 39 to 52 show some interesting nuggets to encourage youths to become good successors and to help parents to equip youths to become sane. Here are 10 Kalemna Picha points plus a bonus point to note from the reference track of St. Luke 2 39 to 52. Number 1. Compulsive C. Youthful successors compulsively do Father's will. Here Father speaks to Heavenly Father, Yahweh Elohim, the Father of Christ. Christ was not lukewarm, and if we are his successors, we should not be either. The key verse, Luke 2.49, says when Christ said to his parents, Know ye not that I must be about my father's business? This verse reveals that Christ spiritually demonstrated, or as you'd say demonstrated, his zeal for restoring his father's bloodline as he had no other reason to live. We do many things in life, but there is one reason for life, to do father's will. See Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13 in the Holy Bible. Christ reacted to his appearance with surprise as he was the Passover lamb who needed to be accessed by all. And it was indeed Passover. He saw the people, his people, destitute, in need of the Lamb. And at twelve years old, in a sense, began his earthly ministry. One point is that the Father employs no age limit on his successors and expects us to remove the multiple choice from doing his will, regardless of age. You're not too young for video games or Captain America or J. Cole or the Incredible Hulk. So you're not too young to heal the sick, to teach in Sunday school, to raise the dead and love your enemies. Youths that feel saved because they were baptized or spoke some tongues or joined their youth group or said a sinner's prayer without living on fire for God, are you really saved? Can you be saved without following or succeeding Christ? Can you follow or succeed Christ without denying yourself, including your Nintendo, and taking up your cross daily? Are you as serious about Christ as you are about video games, fashion, money, worldly pleasure and entertainment? If you live not even hearing God's voice, or hearing his voice and rejecting him, then 1 Samuel 15 verse 23 says you're a devil worshipper, witchcraft worker, and iniquity promoter. Are you satisfied with that life? So we're going to be continuing on the other Clement Peter principles, hopefully in, a coming, in an upcoming podcast. We thank you for your attention and we thank you for your presence. And we're grateful for your reactions. We thank you for those that have continued to persist with this life raft. We know that you have a lot of options for your time and we're grateful for the time that you spend with us here. At Turn to Burn at Fam to Family, we encourage you to bring us and continue to bring us in the discussions that you may be having on this principle of youthful succession by doing a number of things. You can contact us at our Facebook handle at FamTStrong. You can also email us at connect at FamTFamily.com. You can also respond to us if you're on the Anchor platform by giving us a shout on Anchor. And you can also visit our website at FamTFamily.com. 
please we encourage you to share this with your family and friends and your enemies share this with people who are in the process of uh, exchanging or transitioning from one generation to the next or preparing for that transition people who may be looking at moving a family business from father to son mother to daughter and they are seeking some principles that they can share with their with their younger generation to be to encourage success and to promote success in an intergenerational way Lincoln encouraging you today to have a great day crushing effeminacy why rob God and this world of you and your family and until next time be nuclear Join the Family Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset in our Messianic Mentorship programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly with personal sessions, $100 for individuals and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com.